It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. A Sitka woman got an unexpected holiday gift this year, a winning lottery ticket on Christmas Eve. Edith Johnson has been buying tickets online every week for the past year from Lotto Alaska, which has been operating since 2017. When she bought tickets on Christmas Eve, she wasn't expecting to win anything. Me and my best friend, we play 20 bucks every week. And then after the drawing at 6 p.m., we always call each other, text each other and say, like, hey, we didn't win. Um, And then I FaceTimed her this weekend and was like, you'll never guess. Lotto Alaska staff member Stosh Solke says a lot of residents aren't aware Alaska has a lottery. Lotto Alaska dispersed $12 million in prize money in 2023 and shared the rest of its proceeds with nonprofit organizations. While some locations around the state offer in-person ticket sales, Alaskans can also buy tickets online. On the day of the drawing, Johnson bought 50 tickets online. Then she went to take a nap before casually checking the weekly prize numbers. I was just kind of laying in bed. I was like, I'll check my numbers. Um, yeah, and I checked my numbers. I was like, this is, this can't be right. Like, this is not real. Johnson's prize was worth about $130,000. Johnson will put the bulk of her winnings into a retirement account, but she's keeping enough aside for one purchase. I need a new oven at Our Town Catering. So I'm probably going to, that's going to be my big splurge is I'm going to buy an oven for my business. Um, but other than that, I think I'm going to be pretty boring with it. Johnson says she plans to continue buying weekly tickets, even if she doesn't strike it rich anytime soon. While Sitka had its share of big news in 2023, other communities around southeast Alaska were just as busy, from the total loss of the Catholic Church in Petersburg in a fire, to the high school debut of the musical Frozen in Ketchikan, to the devastating landslide in Wrangell. Here's a look back at the year's top news from our sister stations, KFSK, KRBD, and KSTK. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. Many Petersburg fishermen had a rough 2023, with about a quarter of the Dungeness crab fleet sitting out the season due to low prices. Then, Trident Seafoods announced in mid-December that it's selling a third of its Alaska plants, including the one in Petersburg. But the year looked far better for outdoor recreation. The community saw two separate ascents of Devil's Thumb. Kyle Knight became the first person born and raised in Petersburg to climb the mountain. I think that's what makes it so special or significant to me is that that's a peak that's been dominating the skyline from a very young age. Weeks later, internationally renowned climbers Tommy Caldwell and Alex Honnold made the ascent as part of a documentary they filmed for National Geographic. Yeah, you climb up it and you're sitting on the summit and there's like thousands and thousands of feet drop on either side of you. It's one of the more like exposed feeling summits I've ever seen in my life. Did you both fit on it? Sort of. <laughs> Carefully. Yeah, you have to straddle it like a horse, you know. And Alex managed to get up there and stand on stand on his feet on, the, on top of the summit. I wasn't brave enough to do that. That's because it's it's important to get to the real summits, you know. <laughs> Petersburg lost its Catholic church in July when routine maintenance work sparked a blaze that melted the church's spire and blanketed the harbors in smoke. Petersburg's volunteer fire department had just a skeleton crew when the fire started. Fire Chief Jim Stolpe said a fire is a race against time, and having fewer volunteers hurt his department's ability to respond. In my mind, there's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. So those are the people we're looking for that want to 
drop what they're doing. Come help the community. Stolpe added that those who did come out to help fought their hardest to contain the blaze. But it's not all doom and gloom for the island structures. The year ended not with a bang, but with the rumbling of bulldozers. Petersburg Medical Center began construction on its new hospital facility. Hospital board members were on deck to shovel gravel at the groundbreaking ceremony in December. Stand back. <laughs> construction on the new facility, which is what assembly members have dubbed the biggest project in the history of Petersburg, will continue into the new year. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. I'm Jack Darrell in Ketchikan with your year in review. It's been a heck of a year here. We saw record-breaking tourist numbers and, like much of the Southeast, a fair share of landslides. Across public forums, the community passionately tackled topics from housing costs to library books to mental health resources. A canoe from Hawaii landed on the shores of Ketchikan. We're the voyaging canoe, Hokulea. We come from Hawaii. We come to your land to respectfully ask for permission to enter your waterways to spend time on your land. And a tour bus landed in Ketchikan Creek. The vehicle went backwards down Venetia, crossed over Park Avenue, over the sidewalk railing, and crashed rear end first into the creek where it laid to rest. 2023 was also a big year for the landscape of Ketchikan. The Three Bears grocery store opened in Saxman, adding a third major grocery option to the island. Soho Coho the longtime home of Ketchikan artist Ray Troll announced his closure, and the local Trident plant went up for sale. Maybe most notably, though, was the loss of the American Legion, which burned in early September. The tragedy sent shockwaves through Ketchikan. Rebuilding the historic post became a cause that united the city. But there were other causes that the community stood divided on in 2023. One that dominated the public conversation was library books. You talk about how it's your right to protect our kids from these images, but have you ever thought about our children, our own children's rights? As children and teens, we have the right to read what we want, when we want, the same way you do according to the First Amendment. Public forums across Ketchikan were filled with voices speaking out for and against the placement of a book in the teen section of the library. Beginning in earnest in February, Book bans remain an ongoing debate going into 2024, and censorship is only one issue that brought community members up to the podium at city and borough meetings, town halls, and elsewhere. Homelessness and the housing crisis also prompted debate. And it's the thing, same thing that's happening with the people that are being pushed out of the shelter because they're causing problems, is that they're going and they're sleeping on people's doorways. I mean, where are these people going to sleep? Local government worked with residents to come up with solutions. It's too soon to tell how or when those ideas will be put into practice. But in 2024, the city, the borough, and Saxman are working together to build $4.5 million worth of new affordable housing units. And through it all, the community began to gather again. Many events suspended during COVID came back. Arts fairs, the monthly grind. The community mourned the losses of Cloak Police Chief Terry Stonecipher and Haida Elder Fred Hamilton Sr., but also found many reasons to celebrate, especially graduation day and the renaming of the town Arendelle in honor of the K-Hydrama Kings. 
and the high school debut of the musical Frozen. Therefore, I, Dave Kiefer, mayor of the city of Ketchikan, hereby declare that Ketchikan will be known as Arendale. And the city motto will be, the rain never bothered us anyway. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Jack Darrell. In Wrangell, I'm Colette Zarnicki with our year in review. A lot has happened here in 2023. Evolutionary biologists studied a 3,000-year-old bone that was found just across the island by a South Dakota geologist close to two decades ago. It was about 3,000 years old and from a young woman. The DNA test links today's Klinka people with their pre-colonial ancestors. Albert Akil and his team at the University of Buffalo in New York reached out to Wrangell's tribe, the Wrangell Cooperative Association, for permission to study the bone. The tribe agreed. Esther Reese is the administrator for the tribal government. She helped author the study. To request permission to keep the tribe updated was just an excellent example of what collaboration can be. She says the young woman is named Tuktukikishwat. That means young lady in a cave in Klinket. During the summer, a Polynesian voyaging canoe named the Hokalea traveled to Alaska's Southeast Island communities. They landed near Wrangell on June 27th. The visiting crew paddled to Chief Shakes Island for permission to set foot at the Mud Shark Clan House of the Nanyai. Wrangell clan leaders granted them access. The tribes exchanged cultural stories, history, dance, songs, and gifts. The Hokalea crew left Wrangell to continue on their four-year, 40,000-mile voyage into the wider Pacific. They say it's a journey for the Earth. In September, Jeff Good, Wrangell's borough manager, resigned. He had held the position for two years. Mason Villarma is Wrangell's borough finance director. He stepped in as the interim borough manager. His first day on the job was November 20th. That was the day of Wrangell's fatal landslide. The massive slide ranged from close to 450 feet wide and 4,000 feet long. Search and rescue teams found the remains of five people, but one 12-year-old boy is still missing. The city and borough of Wrangell called off the search after 15 days. Christina Florschutz was in the top floor of her house during the slide, and she survived. I touched a plastic bag, and I instantly knew what it was because I had a large plastic bag up there in my sewing room, which was upstairs, and it was full of polar fleece yardage. Right then and there, I knew I was gonna live. The Department of Transportation is installing weather stations and staging a drone on the island. That's so they can monitor Wrangell's landslopes and weather to try to minimize future catastrophes. Reporting in Wrangell, I'm Colette Zarnicki. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News.